0: A fool as I've been. Isn't this enough for you? Why don't you turn me out? He was walking up and down with a very long face instead. Couldn't your people do anything? he asked at length. Oh, thank God! I have no people. I was an only child. I came in for everything there was. My only comfort is that they're gone and will never know. "'I cast myself into a chair and hid my face. "'Raffles continued to pace the rich carpet "'that was of a piece with everything else in his rooms. "'There was no variation in his soft and even footfalls. "'You used to be a literary little cuss,' he said at length. "'Didn't you edit the mag before you left? "'Anyway, I recollect fagging you to do my verses.' And literature of sorts is the very thing nowadays. Any fool can make a living at it. I shook my head. Any fool couldn't write off my debts. Then you have a flat somewhere? Yes, in Mount Street. Well, what about the furniture? I laughed aloud in my misery. (laughs) There's been a bill of sale on every stick for months. And at that Raffles stood still, with raised eyebrows and stern eyes, that I could meet the better, now that he knew the worst. Then, with a shrug, he resumed his walk, and for some minutes neither of us spoke. But in his handsome, unmoved face I read my fate and death warrant, and with every breath I cursed my folly and my cowardice in coming to him at all. Because he had been kind to me at school, when he was captain of the Eleven, and I his fag, I had dared to look for kindness from him now. Because I was ruined, and he rich enough to play cricket all the summer, and do nothing for the rest of the year, I had fatuously counted on his mercy, his sympathy, his help. Yes, I had relied on him in my heart, for all my outward diffidence and humility and I was rightly served. There was as little of mercy as of sympathy in that curling nostril, that rigid jaw, that cold blue eye which never glanced my way. I caught up my hat. I blundered to my feet. I would have gone without a word, but Raffles stood between me and the door. Where are you going? That's my business. I won't trouble you any more. Then how am I to help you? I I didn't ask your help. Then why come to me? Why indeed? Will you let me pass? Not until you tell me where you're going and what you mean to do. Can't you guess? And for many seconds we stood staring in each other's eyes. Have you got the plug? said he. "'breaking the spell in a tone so cynical "'that it brought my last drop of blood to the boil. "'You shall see,' said I, "'as I stepped back and whipped the pistol from my overcoat pocket. "'Now will you let me pass, or shall I do it here?' "'The barrel touched my temple, and my thumb the trigger. "'Mad with excitement as I was, ruined, dishonoured, "'and now finally determined to make an end of my misspent life.' My only surprise to this day is that I did not do so then and there. The despicable satisfaction of involving another in one's destruction added its miserable appeal to my baser egoism, and had fear or horror flown to my companion's face, I shuddered to think I might have died diabolically happy with that look for my last impious consolation. It was the look that came instead which held my hand— Neither fear nor horror were in it. Only wonder, admiration, and such a measure of pleased expectancy as caused me, after all, to pocket my revolver with an oath. You devil! I said. I believe you wanted me to do it. Not quite, was the reply, made with a little start and a change of colour that came too late. To tell you the truth, though, I half thought you meant it. "'and I was never more fascinated in my life. "'I never dreamt you had such stuff in you, Bunny.' "'No.'